the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're brought to you by PixWise. PixWise is the number one app for free sports betting picks, props and parlays. Download the free PixWise app now to make your next bet better. And we're also brought to you by OddsCrowd. Are you the best football better in the US? OddsCrowd challenges you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contests. OddsCrowd gives away hundreds of dollars in weekly contests, including the $100 SGPN exclusive free roll contest. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, up on the sunny northeast coast of England in Newcastle and 4,000 and something miles away in undoubtedly sunny Houston, Texas, is Mr. Munaf Manji. Munaf, good afternoon. Uh, good morning, probably, where you are. How are you today? Good. Uh, we're, we're approaching We're approaching noon. I know we're, we have a, me, you and I, we're, we're kind of have a, a day game here, at least for me, but <laughs> yeah, it's an early yeah start. a little, a little different uh, scenario here, but I, I'm trying to do my best to keep track of these days. I mean, I feel like I'm grinding out a podcast every single day. There's just so much going on in sports and things like that, but um, it, it's fun, right? I can't complain that I get to watch sports and talk about sports and write about sports, but um, yeah, it's uh it's getting interesting in baseball for sure. I know we have NFL going on, all these other different types of sports, but I'm doing well, man. It's a lot of stuff going on. How are things going with you? I feel like with the NFL, there was a, there was a, a lot of excitement for me when it first started. The first weekend, there's a lot of build up. Yeah, and now we're into week. I feel like I've already settled after week two, and I've got like one and a half eye back on the MLB again. Yeah, um, I think the NFL will keep ticking itself along for the next four or five weeks. Yeah. Uh, while the uh, while the baseball sort of elevates itself again, so I'm pleased that hasn't happened intentionally. Uh, but I do think that I've, I'm settled with NFL. I've got it, it's not as much as a great to do your weekly waivers because on fantasy and whatever, and your bet. It's kind of once a week if you can if you can dedicate one hour to it uh, on a Wednesday for your waivers, and then maybe an hour to making your to making your betting picks on a, on a Saturday or a Sunday morning. Um, then that's all it needs. Where MLB, you you have to. It's twenty minutes, yeah, three times a day. Yeah, uh, you have to you have to get in advance. Then you have to check the lineups, um, and you have to do that for the early kicks, the mid kicks, the late kicks, um, and you name it. Like so, but no, as you said, Moonaf, it is getting uh, exciting. It's been it's been a, another busy week. There's games. The games now have a lot riding on them, don't they? There's no oh yeah. well, okay, uh, we lost that series, but we can get it back further down the line. Because there isn't much further down the line there to get things back. So uh, before we get into this week's news and notes, um, we'll relive our picks. Uh, I think we had Monday this week, and um, I think we did all right, Moonaf, with uh, with what we fetched out. Yeah, we did okay. Uh, unfortunately for myself, I think my dog, oh sorry, my lock got postponed yesterday because of weather. 
Yeah, about, there was some weather about. Yeah, we lost three we games. Lost about three. Yeah, three games that we lost uh, last week due to postponement. So I had Royals money line, but like I said, it got postponed. But uh, Malcolm and myself had the double lock on the Tigers money line as our dog for the first five innings. It ended up pushing, but at the end, the Tigers got the win. At the end, uh, the bullpen didn't uh, didn't blow it up as I as we thought it would it would have, but. Um, nonetheless, I think you're happy with a push rather than taking the loss, but um, it's crazy now that I know we were talking offline when the game went off Malcolm that, you know, now that we took the first five inning line, first five innings money line, it ended up pushing versus taking the full game money line, which was a quite creates kind of a conundrum or a, a dilemma like we put on our notes. But um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I, I stood and I'll let you get into your log, but I, I think for us, our dog, I think we were right on it. I mean, they, the, the Tigers looked good, and it was a day game in Detroit. I think the weather was a little bit of a factor there, but I mean, I'll, I'll take a push over loss any any uh, any time of the day, especially when it's a, where you have a first five innings bet. So you're on, you're on mute, Malcolm. Hello. There you go. <laughs> there Sorry. <he> is. <laughs> do you know why I put myself on mute? Because I am the most English man in the world, and I always have a cup of tea, Moonaf. And what I don't want is you to hear me slurping my cup of tea, so I stick it on mute. And as I was dragging the scores up, I haven't unmuted myself. Um, yeah, there's a there's a certain irony in the fact that we we pushed on the first five and lost yeah. on the money line. When I made my little impassioned speech on Monday night about how I was showing development and growth and learning, and actually, as that game was going on on Tuesday night, I play like fat man football with my friends and me and my friend got in the car on the way home and I was telling him this very thing um, that run line uh, first five stuff like this um, and I was saying that I, that I, I was learning things yeah. and I was really pleased because I actually thought we'd take it on the money line that so it was 2-2 two, two, mm-hmm. um, when we started playing football we got back in the car afterwards and they were leading by 5-3 and I was like yeah. oh well this has worked this time and as I was telling him you sent me the message saying, "Oh well, I'll take a push." And I was like, "Oh shit, we got it the other way around again." So again, yeah. it was a, it was a, um, the process was correct, if not necessarily the result, because uh, the Tigers did go on to win that one. But yeah, you'll take a push. Uh, we were a little bit unfortunate, um, and yeah, we did everything right, really, apart from uh, the runs didn't quite go in the order in which we needed them. Um, my lock um, was a fairly bloodless one. It was, a, it wasn't a, the best price. I think it, I messaged you. On Tuesday morning, it was um, it was the Mets and the Red Sox. Yeah. Um, and it was around about minus one eighty, I think. No, it was minus like one forty. No, yeah, sorry, yeah, minus yeah. one forty. Um, yeah, which was all right, as I say, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't hugely um prohibitive, and it kind of went pretty much exactly the plan, really. Yeah. Um, the Mets did get out to a two nothing lead in the fourth, but then Boston scored six runs. A- across the 4th, the 5th and the 6th, ended up winning the game 6-3, fairly bloodlessly. So um, that series, in fact, has pretty much um, gone entirely to plan. So yeah. so we did all right. Uh, Scott, his lock went down, um, which was the Phillies run line uh, against the Orioles on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I just had to fetch out the final score in that uh, one. 4-3. Four 4-3, to three. Four to three, yeah. So um, The, the bullpen yeah. messed it up. Yeah, the Phillies have uh, made hard work of this. This was the run of games that we talked about. We'll probably get onto it in a little while. Uh, Phillies have made relatively hard work of this. Uh, yeah. But Scott did pick up his dog on Tuesday, which will put him in profit for the week, which was the Red Hot Cardinals. Yep. Uh, the first five money line. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Woodford against Woodruff uh, and Cardinals and Woodford did the job there. So what's that? One, two, uh, maybe two and one with a couple of, uh, with a push. Yeah, two and two, one with a push for postponement. Yep. We'll take that every night of the week. Um, and you happen to notice, Moon, after generally on tally site, um, me, yourself and Will, uh, we're having a good week. We're having a real great week. Um I've been finding myself picking picking a lot more uh, picking a lot more underdogs over there on the website. Um, you know, just because we've been talking about betting underdogs in the month of September, I think I had picked uh, I don't know how many last night and throughout the week. So it all comes into the fact of you know we've talked about your average winnings in the in the money meter that they kind of keep track for us on tally sites. So uh, I think we're both at fifty or sorry sixty five plus percent for the week. Uh, Will is, I believe he's close to 60% also. So it's been a pretty great week for us so far. Um, it's crazy. Cause you know, when we're trying to, or at least when I'm trying to handicap my picks for the, for the show, it's almost like it's, it seems so much harder to do versus when we just go on tally side every day and just make our picks and just submit it there where we're hitting like 60 to, you know, 60 to 65% over the past couple of weeks. But yeah, make sure to. I know one of the guys had mentioned on our, on the MLB Slack channel that you know they're they're looking at our picks on the um, from tally site on the website. So I think that's oh, a great resource. Yeah, so uh, that's a great resource too, if you have any picks that that you want from the three of us, from myself, Malcolm, and Will. Definitely check it out on the on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Just hit that MLB tab. You'll see MLB picks. We usually do a pretty great job of of getting the picks up very very early in the day, so uh, definitely check it out there. But you know, I think I think we got to give ourselves a little kudos for the week that we're having so far. Yeah, absolutely. I knew I was doing okay. Um, whenever it starts with a six, uh, the percentage, I'm quite happy. Um, but I've just dragged up the uh, the leaderboard for the entire week. Yeah, and it's kind of better than I thought. So um, you are top, and I am second um, with. Uh, your money meter based on a ten dollar bet. You're ninety two, ninety two in front. Nami eighty seven, seventy eight. And then yeah. the drop off behind that to the third place analyst uh, from some other podcast is forty five. So yeah. we're kind of doing twice as twice as well. Um, accuracy of sixty four percent for both of us. Um, so yeah, really, really good. Quite uh, very impressive stuff there, Moon. Off. So yeah. yeah, we will pat ourselves on the back. I know we can be. Uh, slightly self-deprecating. We had our back-to-back one in five weeks, but um, and I'm pleased that uh, the, the the Slack channel and people are taking notice because um, we've said before, um, ride the ride the hot hands. Yeah. Um, I think where I've where I've been um doing better is when I found myself kind of torn between uh in a game, not knowing which side to take. Is that I've just gone for the dog because. We know that was the uh, that was the line to take this month. Uh, so if I've been going a little bit backwards and forwards, not not knowing which way to do it, um, mm. just go for the bigger price. Um, yeah. And it's uh, it's reflected in our results this week. Um, while we're on that subject, then Moon off, we will cover this the uh, the September dogs. We were at two two thousand and a little bit uh, when we spoke on Monday night. Where are we as of today? Yeah, I think we left this off on the September 19th, where uh, it was minus $158 based upon betting $100 on every single underdog. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you've been, uh, your week has been pretty good. I think that you would be up around $683. Um, I believe what today's uh, Thursday. So Tuesday and Wednesday kind of canceled each other out. You would have been up plus $2, but 
Monday was a real big day for underdogs. I think you had a cash plus $681 uh, for the grand total to the month, bringing us right about plus uh, 2,700 for the month of September so far. So we have about a week left um, for for the month of September. Definitely this is going to be something we're going to do every single season and, and keep an eye on for sure as far as uh, betting the underdogs for every single month, or sorry, for the uh, month of September, because you know, we're keeping track of it here. And, and, you know, we have the example right in front of you that the dogs are cashing in the month of September. And I think last night was a pretty good example. I know last night we were talking to the Slack channel that um, uh, I picked the uh, Rockies. I believe you did also, Malcolm. Uh, against the Dodgers last night. And I think there are some of the guys on the first five inning money line for the Rockies. And then also uh, I pointed out the splits from Cole Irvin that we had talked about uh, on the show also, about how bad he is in the Mariners team total was only at three and a half last night. And you know a lot of guys took the Mariners first five inning money lines with cash. And then we also got the late win on the Mariners team total last night. So um, if you're not in our Slack channel, get in there. Uh, sg.pn slash slack. We're always talking about baseball things in there. And if there's no action going on on a on a particular night, there's always baseball. So the conversation somewhere, somehow always gets started. So glad we were able to uh, make some money last night in the Slack channel. Yeah, the uh, the September underdog train has been absolutely fantastic. If you want to risk-free $1,000 sports bet uh, to start the ball rolling and get some little underdogs under your belt, uh, get over to WinBet, where the great promos, odds and payouts happening right now. Boosted parlays and game odds on every major sport. They have what you need to win. Uh, ready to play? Sign up today to receive that special offer, the risk-free $1,000 sports bet. It's an unbelievable offer. Download Bet and Win. Download the WinBet app. Visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Uh, we'll give you the winners. We can't do everything for you, though. So get over there, open your account, um, get your $1,000 and fill your boots. Okay, week's news, Moonaf. <laughs> the Rays and the Jays. What are they playing at? That's been... Uh, yeah. It's been a good series, but it's been kind of overshadowed uh, by the shenanigans. Did you see what happened here? This was uh, this was interesting. I didn't see this note come across till um, I believe it was the next day. So I guess Kevin Kiermaier, or long story short, was headed into home plate. He slid, I think, uh, was out by uh, the catcher, tagged him, and I think they had a collision there. And I think one of the pinch-hitting um hitter notes i think fell out of the catcher for the blue jays i guess the wristband that they have where they're kind of looking at their their signs and signals and you know things that call so i think it fell out and then kiermeyer looked down he saw he was laying there for a second and then he kind of looked down and saw the paper he stared at it for a couple seconds and then he kind of just picked it up and took it into the dugout uh to the blue uh, sorry to the raised dugout and i think that they had a couple guys come up there, and um, I think pinch hitters got the uh, they got the victory there with the pinch hitters. So I read that the two managers the next day got together, had a conversation about it, and then I think in the eighth inning yesterday, I think this was the last game between the two teams that um, one of the bullpen guys uh, in the eighth inning, I think it was Kiermaier's last at bat, hit him uh, obviously intentionally hit him uh, with the pitch, and then I think that led to Benches clearing, nothing major happened, but some of the Blue Jays players were, or sorry, the managers were upset 
But I think that was something worth noting. Obviously, the pitcher did get ejected for intentionally throwing at Kevin Kiermaier, but you know this was one of the more of the bigger storylines that was kind of catching uh, the MLB newswire uh, between um, I think Tuesday and yesterday. So those that was kind of interesting to see. Yeah, it did seem kind of a mountain out of a molehill. Uh, obviously, the little card fell out of, I think it was Alejandro Kirk, possibly the Blue Jays uh, yeah. catcher, right. um, fell out of his little wristband, like you say. Yeah. Um, it just shows how much information. I know analytics is a huge thing, and I don't want to sound like the old bloke, but how much info people carry. You see them checking their caps. Uh, the fielders check their caps now pretty much on every uh, on every count almost. Yeah. Uh, they have to, on a certain count, they have to shift uh, three feet to the left or four steps to the right or what have you. Um, so I don't actually know what effect it had on the game. Um, but the whole the retaliation thing, just it's probably about the fifth time this season we've had uh, cause to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, and it just permanently winds me up. It's just ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, um, Ryan Baruki was thrown out, as was uh, the pitching coach as well, I think, who came on uh, for a bit of an argument. But um, I watched that game last night and um, the Rays just squeezed and squeezed and squeezed the Blue Jays uh, to within an inch of their life. Like, and the Rays looked like the absolute real deal. And I'm so, I'm kind of embarrassed that it, when we did our pre-season thing, um, I was fading them again, and it was ju- just such a lazy take for me to fade them because I don't think they haven't got the star names. I don't think they'll be as good. They always manufacture uh, a playoff run in a great team, but I don't think they can do it this season. And I just fell into the trap that everyone else has fallen into for years and years and years. And I'd like to think I was probably a little bit better than that because um, they've just been absolutely outstanding like, and are going to be a, a real proper team in the playoffs. Yeah, the thing with the Rays is that every single year, all these experts want to pick the Yankees and they want to pick the Red Sox, but the Rays, for some way, somehow, they they dig and claw and find ways to win games, whether it's with pitching, whether it's with hitting. Um, But I think this division is going to be very, very interesting going forward uh, for the next couple of years because we've talked about at Blue Jays' extent that they've kind of revamped their their roster in this past offseason. They have a pretty legitimate, you know, hitting lineup. They have some good pitchers in the rotation now, but the Rays are always that feisty team that just finds ways to win. Like I said, and then you know, when you have a division with the Yankees and the Red Sox, I think that there's always going to be value on the Rays uh, in the future markets, at least, to maybe you know win the division or, or even you know make the playoffs. So definitely something that we're going to keep in mind as the Rays did clinch a playoff uh, spot uh, going into the postseason for this year. I know um, they, you just said that they always find a way of um, doing it. You're not quite sure how. Um, yeah. Down the farm system of the Rays, I think the five teams at the five uh, lower levels beneath MLB, so AAA down, have all either uh, won their league or reach the finals or the playoffs. So, I mean, they're just bred winning that culture. Um, and that's something that winning is, you can have all the talent in the world, but winning itself is a skill. Yeah. Um, and it's something that they're obviously 
um, embedding in their players and in their organisation uh, from single A, high A, whatever it might be, rookie ball, all the way through. It's not a coincidence uh, that they've got five winning teams there at five different levels. And then when players like Randy or Rosarena or even all these pitchers that you've never heard of come up, um, they're ready to win because they know how to do it. And yeah. getting over the line itself is a, is a skill in itself. So, yeah, uh, not a surprise at all. And I... Uh, I say I apologise to the to any Rays fans and, and the Rays for why just to, <laughs> just a bit of a bone idle take and uh, I wouldn't let it happen again. Um, St Louis Cardinals moon off eleven wins in a row, first time since forever they've done that. Um, on September the seventh, they had a two point seven percent chance of reaching the playoffs. Um, as we speak right now, Moonoff, it is a ninety four percent chance. Wow. Um, that's a bit of a swing. Uh, how's that happened? 11 wins in a row, and I think that's pretty much, I think, the, the what the handicap is. I think the bats have gotten hot. I think every single person in this lineup is contributing from their two star batters with Goldschmidt and Arenado, but you're also getting uh, contributions from Tyler O'Neill, um, Sosa, Batter, Edmund, the whole lineup, and I think the pitching has been really good also. And it's just been aggressive on the base pads. I think that you also mentioned that, you know, they're turning their singles into doubles or they're stealing bases, scoring runs. So, you know, we talked about that. It just takes one of these teams that if they win 10, 11 games in a row and some of the other teams that they're or some of the other teams that are in that division or fighting for a wild card spot start to falter a little bit. Some team is going to sneak up and this season. It's been the St. Louis Cardinals. I believe they have a, what, four-and-a-half game lead right now in that wild card um, for that yeah, second right. spot. So we talked about how the loser of that NL West division is going to have that number one spot for sure because they're going to end up with 100 wins, and now you have the St. Louis Cardinals that have now won 11 games in a row. And it's crazy to think that they've been an underdog, I think, in every single game this series against the Brewers. They've just gotten off to a very hot start, and, and they've kind of righted the course for the rest of the game. So... Um, this is another example is that are you going to come in and be that guy that's going to bet on that red um, color that's been coming up on the roulette wheel or are you <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guy that bets the other way? And if you're betting the other way, you're losing a lot of money right now. So, you know, kind of ride the rot, uh, the, ride the hot hand, which are the St. Louis Cardinals right now. And they get yeah, Jack Flaherty well, back this, I think uh, he's pitching tomorrow for them. So, oh, wow, really? Yeah. That's a huge, um, the, um, yeah, when I've looked at the making my tally site, pick about the cards, I've handicapped each game in a in a heartbeat. I've just clicked on the cards. Yeah. Like you say, red numbers keep going up. I've just been following them. I think they've been dogs in six of those 11 wins, um, which is frankly ridiculous. Like, yeah. um, they just really, the, the, the games are sort of handicapped as standalone events rather than as a team on an absolute hot streak. Um, yeah, they've got a, a young, aggressive team in terms of base running. They've just gone for it. They've just taken a handbrake off uh, Tommy Edmund, Harrison Bader, uh, even like Edmund Sosa. Tyler O'Neill's been great. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're pushing singles into doubles. Um, they, they score, uh, Harrison Bader scored um, on a sack fly last night from second, tagged up at second and made it round uh, by the time Avisail Garcia had got the throw in. Um one of my little hairbrained uh, theories, Moon, that I've came up with all by myself this afternoon. Uh, I think the last time I did this, we managed to disprove it inside about 48 hours. Um, <laughs> but we've talked about the Cardinals and the older older pitching staff. Uh, so we're on a little look. Um, obviously, Adam Wainwright, who started 30 games, um, uh, age 39. Um, the Luis Garcia, who's older, but he hasn't pitched that much. Um, Miles Michaelis, um, 32 years old. 
Um, who else is up there? Uh, Jay Happ. Obviously, yeah. he started nine games for them at 38 years of age. Um, Andrew Miller's up there at 36. But um, if the 20 pitchers um, who've pitched the most innings in MLB this year, nine of them are 30 plus, which is quite an outlying stat. Um, so in this season, it seems to be suiting the older arms as proven by that stat. And I just think maybe that with... 2020, there was no minor league, so uh, the the rookies and the younger pitchers um, didn't uh, weren't able to get stretched out at all. And then there was only 60 games in the majors, so any yeah. younger pitchers that were pitching uh, in the majors, your Jack Flartys or whatever, for example, um, didn't have time to get the amount of innings uh, under their belt. So I think the cards might have completely by accident stumbled on the right side of this trend. I'm sure it's not something they sat down and worked out and said, we need older arms uh, because of what happened last year. So I think completely by accident, uh, they've, they've uh, stumbled into, into this, uh, this little, uh, this little system of, of getting these older arms that are, that are carrying them, uh, carrying them down the stretch and over the line moon after you, do you have any, do you put any faith in my theory or is it absolute bollocks? I think it makes a lot of sense because we talked yes. about last season. There was only, only 60 games in the majors last year, right? And then that's almost, what, about 30% of the games that you would regularly play in a given year. So I think you, that that tax on your arm for some of the older guys didn't build up versus having to pitch a full 162 games last year versus only 60 games this year. So I think you're still, that's something you're on to, right? And and then, you know, some of these guys maybe early on in the season, this season weren't playing or weren't pitching that many innings. So that tax and that, that arm soreness that we talk about and that, that rest that some of these older guys need, it didn't really come into fruition this year because of what happened last year and the amount of games that was amount of games that were played last year. So, um, you know, they just found a way to, you know, pitch well and, and, and they're doing well. And I mean, it's not the, the big household names that we talk about that are the star studded pitchers, but they're just finding ways to win games. And I think that's just what it is in the MLB, find a way to win games, whether it's been pitching or whether it's been with hitting. Yeah. And again, some of the older names, I say Robbie Ray, we talk about, yeah. he's on the right side of that. Um, uh, Max Scherzer, obviously he's having a, having an Indian summer. So, uh, yeah, so possibly something in it. They'll all get blown up now this week as, uh, as I've dragged <laughs> that out. Uh, division races, Moonaf, the Giants keep on going uh, two games ahead. Uh, and the Astros have a magic number that's coming down as well. Yeah, Giants uh, picked up a, I think, a crucial one more game to their lead last night with the Dodgers uh, losing to the Rockies and then the Giants winning against the Padres last night. Um, I think both of those teams are in action again today against the Padres are the Giants and then the Rockies and the Dodgers get together. Max Scherzer, I think, on the mound for the uh, Dodgers. So, um, you know, this is going to be a, a it would have been a lot of fun to see if this series, uh, if these two teams had matched up in like in the last week of the uh, of the season for like three yeah. games to determine the the division. But um it, it will there we're keeping an eye on this and I am I'm, I'm holding on to a Giants ticket to win that division so I'm closely watching this game and the Astros I mean their offense just obliter obliterated the Angels pitching this past weekend and I think they have another game tonight I think they've scored in double digits uh double digit runs in both of the games so far so that number is down to three for them hopefully if they can um, pick up another victory today and if the A's lose I think that that magic number will come down even more so 
Um, we can say that the Astros are all but have locked up that division for the uh, for the NL West. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, you know, those are kind of the two divisions that we're kind of keeping an eye on. And then, you know, NL East, it's still kind of up in the air, but nobody really wants to win it. <laughs> yeah, well, the Braves, have, they've won four in a row now, they, yeah. so they've made a little bit of a play. That, um, uh, Philly have won two, uh, won two in a row um, against uh, the Pirates, but they, they are making hard work. Even Atlanta just seem to be turning the screw a little bit with that little streak they've been on. Um yeah. As far as the Dodgers are concerned, that's always going to be a tricky series in Colorado. Uh, as limited as the Rockies are, uh, they do have an excellent home record. Yeah. Uh, so that was always going to be tricky for them. Um, as far as the wild card is concerned, Moon after uh, the Red Sox with a two-game lead, the damn Yankees are hanging around half a game ahead of the Blue Jays. Uh, where do you see this going? Uh, Red Sox have got the got the Mets coming up. Yeah, they. Um, these, no, these... they haven't. Have they? They already played they them just twice. Played, so no, they've just played. Yeah, they've just played the Mets. Yeah. So I think it was only like a two-game series for those two yeah. teams. I think they have the day off today. Do the um, Red Sox? I are believe they, the Yankees are off also. Yeah, Red Sox have got the Yankees coming up over. The yeah, weekend. so Sorry. a big, big series for both of these teams this weekend. So um, yeah, I think something or something to these uh, yellow jerseys that the uh, Red Sox are wearing. They said they're not going to stop wearing them until uh, they lose the game. So they've now won seven games in a row. And we talked about after the trade deadline where this team was kind of faltering and, and you know, losing games. But now they are, they're on a great winning streak. Everybody's healthy. I think that's a big thing for this team. They're putting yeah. up runs. Um, Kyle Schwarber has been big. Alex Verdugo, Alexander Bogards. I mean, the list goes on and on for this team. Bobby D's been on a bit of a tear, hasn't he? He's been, uh, and, uh, he's been hitting... Yeah, and I'm surprised his name hasn't really come up in rookie of the year talks. It's kind of crazy because he's been on a tear ever since the trade deadline. But when you're going up against like bigger names like Wander Franco and Randy or Rosarina, um, your name's not going to be mentioned. But I, if you kind of look at his stats, I think the Red Sox have their first baseman of the future in Bobby Dahlback. But yeah, they won seven in a row, a huge series coming up with the Yankees this weekend. Um, you know, they're battling, obviously, for that. Just kind of secure the wild card spots there. But, um, yeah, definitely keep an eye on this series for sure this weekend. Uh, my Robbie Ray strikeout bet has hit the front now uh, with Garrett Cole just in behind him. Um, if I had any sense, I'd be heading over to Prop Swap um, to get that ticket listed up there to America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets check out the new propswap.com which is packed with fresh features like filtering tickets based on value to find the best odds available browse the activity feed to stay in the know there's a loyalty rewards program and much more use the promo code sgp on your first deposit and prop swap will match it up to 500 dollars thousands of buyers across the country are shopping for tickets on prop swap every day get started today by going to propswap.com or download the prop swap app Prop swap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Okay, so um, we just kind of touched on it then, Moon, after these these series that are coming up at the weekend. Yankees, Red Sox. Yeah. And then they say the teams that uh, they're not playing each other, but uh, Dodgers, Giants, Braves, Cards and Phillies are really the ones that we need to be, uh, the teams that we need to be watching. Yeah, none of these teams are playing each other head to head. I'll just quickly say who you know these teams are facing. So, uh, like we mentioned, the Dodgers uh, and the Giants both have no Giants. To, yeah, they do. So Giants and uh, Dodgers are both in action tonight. 
Uh, but then starting uh, Friday, the only series that really kind of stuck out that has playoff implications is the Red Sox and the Yankees. But uh, the Dodgers are going to head to Arizona, and then the Giants are going into Coors Field uh, this weekend. So yeah, they've got to deal with exactly what uh, the Dodgers have just going to yeah kind of just had to deal with yeah. So that, that we'll keep an eye out on that for sure. And the Astros and the A's are going to get together. So. Maybe the Astros can close it out this weekend for that division. And then uh, Atlanta uh, is going into uh, San Diego this weekend. So I think they have a doubleheader possibly tomorrow because I see that one game was suspended. So I think they Yeah, they've have... got a, there's a game in the bottom of the fifth, which okay. uh, the Padres lead five to four. Um, okay. And that'll be getting completed tomorrow before the main event at 10, 10 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, I think. Yeah, so and then the Phillies again, they got two out of three from the uh, Orioles, and now they have Pittsburgh coming into town. So again, I think they probably need to get all four of these games if they want to uh they want to win that division. And you know, I think San Diego can definitely give Atlanta some trouble uh this weekend. So, you know, our eyes are gonna be, or at least my eyes will be glued to the uh the MLB schedule here. And uh I know we have football and everything going on, but you know, it's exciting watching every single day looking at these final scores and how kind of the odds are shifting and, and things like that. As it stands at Moon, what are you sweating the most? Is it, uh, is it Phillies really now? Is that what your, what your goal I, main attraction is? You've either got stuff that's either winning or won or yeah. it's pretty much, pretty much toast. Uh, so is it, is it the Phillies that you're watching? Yeah, I think that, you know, the Astros are uh, have pretty much locked it up. I think that's maybe going to be sweat free for us. Fingers crossed. They can just get that done get that over the line for us. Um, I do have, I picked up both Atlanta and the Phillies at uh, plus odds at, I think it was like four to one for each one of them to win this division. Obviously I, I had a bigger bet on the Phillies just cause it was the strength of schedule thing that we talked about. But um, if they, if they can um, I'm okay with one of those two winning, obviously I would prefer the Phillies, but don't want to get too greedy. But the bigger one I am keeping an eye on is that the Giants and the Dodgers, and I, I have a ticket on the Giants to win that division. So, um, you know, if the Giants can get it across the line in that NL West division, uh, um, I will be very, very happy with the Astros, the Giants, and the Phillies or the Braves locking up that NL East division. Yeah, I think I'm the same as you. The, the Astros was a big one yeah. um, because we we went to that well regularly, didn't we? Sort of April, yeah. even maybe to the end of May, sort of four, five, six times, dipped our tour around about plus 130, plus 120, a couple yeah. of plus 115s in there before all of a sudden uh, it suddenly flipped and, and the Astros went short price favourites. Um, the Mets were a team I did similar with. Uh, obviously, that's gone the other way around. Um, and then, yeah, my, my, my couple of player props, the two that we talked about, show yeah. here uh, for MVP. And Robbie Ray for the strikeouts. Uh, they're the two that are going to get me ahead uh, for my season longs. Uh, the over-unders are still all in the balance. Mm. And we can revisit them again uh, further down the line as we as, as the season comes to a conclusion. Um, I did message you that I did pick up a 101 ticket on the Red Sox. So we'll come back and win that division. Oh, not, yeah, not, yeah. Not uh, a lot. 81 now, Moonaf. Yeah, can, not uh, a significant bet I put down, but... Um, get that on prop swap, win yourself a slice of pizza. Yeah, so, you know, I'll keep an eye on that for sure. I actually de- texted Dave about it, and he's like, he's like, it's interesting, intriguing, but I wouldn't get down on it. That's what he said. But I was like, eh, let me put something a little bit down just in case something happens. So... The Red Sox are winning right now, but, um, you know, the Rays, I think, are, are are doing their best to kind of lock up that division. I think we only have, what, 
about 10 to 11 games left for each team here. So yeah. uh, I think next, I think next Sunday, not this Sunday, but the following Sunday, I think that we'll be, uh, we'll have the results and the season over and then we'll be talking about playoffs. But um, yeah, I think those there, are the there kind were of ones way worse hundred to one shots you could have taken. I mean, I, I've backed some <laughs> three figure stuff in my, in my time and there are way worse ones. Yeah. Uh, that one was, it was feasible. And like you say, for the price of a cup of coffee, uh, it was absolutely worth Worth chucking a, a fiver or something on. Yeah. Um, picks for this weekend then, Moonaf. We did okay yeah. last week. Tally sides flying. So let's back it up. Uh, we've taught the talk. So let's walk the walk. Um, you may lead off because this system seems to be going all right the last few weeks. Let's not rock the boat. Uh, Moonaf, what have you got for us? Yeah, uh, let's start it with uh, Friday tomorrow. I'm going to take the Giants uh, run line here. Maybe plus money, but uh, maybe a minus one hundred five here. But um, I would be okay with a, a money line bet also. But I'm gonna take the run line versus the Rockies. Like we mentioned, it's Alex Wood versus Peter Lambert on the mound for the Rockies. Uh, the Giants, like I said, they're they're cr- scratching and crawling for this NL West division, so they won every game uh, for this rest of the season, and, and if they want this division, so. Alex Wood on the mound for the Giants, like I mentioned. This season, he is 3-2 and two on the road. The ERA is a bit high, but against the Rockies this season, he is 2-0 and oh with a 3.06 ERA. Um, the Giants are 12-4 and four against the Rockies this season. And then on the mound for the Rockies is Peter Lambert. And I feel like this is more of a, a fade on him. Uh, his splits are really atrocious. All of his ERAs, day, night, home, road, they're all above 7 in two two appearances against the Giants, he's pitched 12 innings, allowed 12 hits, six earned runs. The Giants are batting 255 against him. Uh, Lambert has allowed at least five earned runs in four out of the last five starts, and all of those runs allowed have come within five innings or less. So maybe you also want to take a look at the run line uh, for the first five innings on the Giants um, if you really want to, you know, just create a stack with the giants and over uh, Peter Lambert's last 10 starts, the Rockies are seven and three in those games. So I think this might be another game that like I've, I've done previously, the kind of creating that stack of money line, run line minus two and a half and giants team total. So, uh, but just for show pick purposes, I am taking the giants run line tomorrow night uh, against the Rockies. And then my dog, um, it's also going to go tomorrow. It's going to be the A's first five inning money line uh, versus the Astros. And I think this is something that you tipped me off to uh, Malcolm was Zach Grinky coming back from COVID. Uh, he's going up against Frankie Montas. And I think that's, this should be a dog price because of the, again, the name recognition of the Astros. Now, well, they, uh, they've been playing, you know, we talked about the Yankees tax, the Red Sox tax, the Dodgers tax. I think the Astros are probably in that conversation now, but, uh, Grinky has been faltering, like we said, since he's returned from COVID. Um, over his last three starts, Grinky has allowed 19 earned runs in 13 innings pitch. He's solid against the A's, but I think in a shortened five innings um, game that we're kind of you know taking the first five inning money line here. I think if the A's can get to him early, they should have a chance here to win the first five. Uh, on the mound for the A's, like I said, Frankie Montas. Uh, he's been pitching real well for the for the A's since the start of August. He's gone 55 innings since the start of August and only allowed 15 earned runs in that span. In August, he had an ERA of 2.03. And then so far in September, it's at uh, an even three uh, three ERA. So, And against the Astros this season so far, he is 2-1 with a 2.04 ERA. 
17 and two thirds innings pitch allowed 18 hits and just four earned runs. So like I mentioned, if the A's can get to Grinky early, they should be able to maybe carry that into at least the end of five innings. So I'm taking the A's uh, first five innings of money line versus the Astros tomorrow night. So just to recap again, Friday, both of my picks are going off. The log is going to be the Giants run line versus the Rockies. Also take a look at the team total. And then Friday, also the A's first five inning money lined with the versus the Astros, Zach Grinke versus Frankie Montas. Yeah, I love that move enough, especially the Grinky pick. Um, you're right. I went to him uh, believing there might be some COVID side effects um, last week. And that was the one where the D-backs, bullpen uh, blew me up. I'd taken Zach Gallen. Uh, so I actually got the process right, but picked the wrong bet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I agree with you then. Frankie Montas has quietly been outstanding as well. Uh, I must admit, in the other game, Peter Lambert, someone who hasn't got on my radar at all um, for for the Rockies. Um, but yeah, the, and that seems like a really straightforward one. That's something yeah. that doesn't really need overthinking. Uh, if you if you accidentally stumbled across those numbers, they then speak for themselves uh, and that would jump off the page. So yeah, good luck with those. Um, I'm going on Saturday for both of my games. Um, I'm going to go to the Yankees Red Sox um, and I'm going to take the over uh, in this game. Um, It's Nesta Cortez against Nick Pavetta. Now, um, so I really, I'm fading everybody. I'm fading both pitchers and both bullpens and taking uh, both offences as well. Uh, Cortez is two and two. Uh, with a 2.79 ERA, um, he did give up three innings in four, uh, three runs in four innings pitched versus Texas last time out. So that sort of start uh, will benefit us uh, for the purposes of this. But his last appearance against the Red Sox this season, he actually gave up three runs in just two innings as well. Uh, so something something similar that'll do. He's been slightly worse on the road than he has been at home. Um, his road ERA is 3.19. Uh, so all of those three things. Um, I am happy to uh, to add on to our run total here. Uh, Nick Pavetta's nine and seven, a four point six three ERA. He's act- he's given up seventeen runs in his last twenty innings. It's been all over the place. Um, that included three starts, um, given up uh, four runs. Three straight starts, given up four runs uh, without getting out of the fifth inning. He reached the fifth inning just once in those. Um, one of those starts was four earned runs in just 1.2 innings against the Yankees. Um, so again, all of those things, these runs are adding up in my mind. The total's getting towards 11, 12, 13. Uh, both bullpens are okay. They're in the top six in war, uh, but I haven't got great ERAs, uh, 3.65 and 3.94, particularly Boston, uh, who've got a uh, middle-of-the-road uh, middle of the road results there. So uh, both teams are capable of slugging as we know the Red Sox are um, back at full health and full strength. Um, so I think this could be a bit of a wild one. I can just see run, consistent run scoring. Um, I, I wrote down for the sake of silliness here, 11-7 Red Sox, uh, but something along, them, something along them lines uh, and we'll get the over in that one. You might be able to tell me in a minute, Moon, off where you think that line might land actually, that, that uh, over under. Um, for my dog, um, it's Kansas City Royals uh, pitcher John Heasley uh, and Tarek Scuba of the Tigers. Uh, it wouldn't be an MLB gambling podcast if we didn't get one of these young Tigers pitches in. But actually, I'm going to fade him slightly. I'm going to take an over on the first five. I think I've had a look at similar games tonight and I think this over will come in at four and a half. Um, it might come in at five, but I'd, I'd be more like, I think you'll find four and a half somewhere. Um so I'm slightly fading Scooble. Uh, just recently, um, 
his last three starts have all got exactly three innings. He just seems to be tiring um, a little bit. He's given up two runs and in a couple of those as well. Um, we already talked about the younger arms uh, who might that that might be tiring as we get as we get to the end of this long season. And Scooble all of a sudden has just stopped. Earlier in the season, uh, he was going five, six, seven innings. He was striking out eight, nine, ten batters. Last three starts, um, exactly three innings each. He only struck out two batters in one of those. Uh, so there's just signs of a little bit of fatigue there, possibly. Um, John Heasy for Kansas, um, very small sample size. Uh, it's only his second start, but in his first one last week, uh, came against the Mariners. He pitched four innings, uh, gave up four runs on six hits, including two homers. Uh, so the line of four or five, I can see this easily being maybe four, three, four, four uh, by the time we get uh, to the fifth inning. So I'm happy to take the overs on that one. So a quick recap, it's the overs, uh, Yankees-Red Sox on Saturday, and it's a first five over um, Kansas versus Detroit uh, also on Saturday. Uh, Moonaf, give me that run line for New York Yankees and the Red Sox. Um, the Give me the over-under for that one. Yeah, I think it should probably come out around nine. I think you're looking at nine or nine and a half in this game. So I don't think it'll get to ten with these two pitchers, um, uh, with Cortez and Pavetta. So, yeah, I'm probably looking at a nine or nine and a half in this game. I eleven seven covers that, yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. Especially if the Red Sox, <laughs> especially if the Red Sox win and they're wearing those yellow uniforms, they've just oh, been, yeah. been breaking with the with those uh, city edition uniforms that they've been wearing. So, um, yeah, definitely. I mean, when you have two pitchers and then these two offenses that can put up runs and how hot the bats have been for the for the Red Sox, I mean, you, we might be seeing a scenario where the Red Sox are probably cover that on their own uh, if it comes out nine nine and a half. Um, yeah, I think that one note that we uh, want to mention for the Tigers is that I, I read a note that they're they're limiting Tark Skubal and Casey Mice to either three innings or fifty pitches, um, just to kind of protect their arms. You know, it, I think, it looked suspicious the fact that all three yeah. were exactly three. I thought I did. I, I checked to see if there was an opener. Maybe I thought he might have. Uh, they might have followed. They might have piggybacked him uh, after an opener. But it did look like there was some kind of scheme behind it and yeah yeah um I'm, yeah i'm glad you've highlighted that yeah i think they came out and said that they're just trying to protect their arms because obviously they're not you know playing for the division or even a wild card at this point and they're these two guys uh mize and Scark tark school are going to be their pitchers of the future so no reason to add tax to that arm and 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 let them go you know six seven innings risking you know injury so uh, i think that's a very smart move by the tigers there and aj hinch and their and their front office but yeah, I mean, um, you know, I think that with these two offenses, you know, Tigers are sneaky, man. They they'll, they'll put up, you know, three, two, three runs, and then Kansas City again with with what Salvador Perez has been doing and some of the other bats that they have in that lineup. Um, you know, especially that we talked about how bad the Tigers bullpen is. Um, you know, if they come in and and you know give up a couple more runs there, I think this should definitely get over the first five over for you. Excellent. So there we go. Uh, hopefully there's four winners and then we can add to those. Uh, the picks of Scott Reichel, who sent us uh, his lock and dog, and here they are now. Hey, guys. Scott Reichel back here with your lock and dog for the weekend. Quickly recapping how we did over the week. We ended up splitting, but we did win the dog with the Cardinals' first five against the Brewers. So ended up picking up 0.85 units, so a nice winning week. Look for another winning weekend 
here over the next few days. Starting with the lock on Saturday, I like the Cardinals minus one and a half at the Cubs. Cardinals have won each of their last 11 games. We know Chicago has lost six of its last seven games. Lester's on the mound for St. Louis. Last month, 35 and two-thirds innings pitched. 2.27 ERA. He's been fantastic. And the Cardinals have won six of Lester's last eight starts. Five of those wins have come by at least two runs. I think the Cardinals should roll against the Cubs team that has been really tanking for the last couple of months. Now looking at the dog on Sunday, I'm going to take the Mariners' money line at the Angels. The Mariners have won each of their last four games, while the Angels have lost each of their last six games. Seattle has also dominated the season series as the Mariners have won eight of the first 13 meetings. And looking at the pitching matchup, you have Marco Gonzalez on the mound for Seattle. Last three starts, 18 innings pitched, 2.5 ERA. And if the Mariners are going to be a dog, it's going to be because Otani's pitching for the Angels. And Otani has really struggled over the last month. 23 and one-third innings pitched, 5.4 ERA. I think Seattle's still being disrespected, and I think they should get the job done. Other than that, though, that has been your lock and dog for the weekend. Let it ride. There you go. Thanks for those, Scott. Good luck with them. Uh, and that moon off is that. Another uh, another weekend slate of MLB covered. Um Exciting times. Looking forward to watching uh, a lot of these games. Um, this weekend, Munaf, it's it's the Ryder Cup. I am off down to the southwest, uh, somewhere in the Forest of Dean, uh, over on the Welsh border, over on the, the border of Wales to uh, drink beer and eat uh, kebabs and curries and uh-huh. watch a lot of golf and just generally get leery with all the boys. There you go. Um, so I'm setting off around about 7 a.m., um, I might have to listen to a couple of the first the first foursomes or whatever uh, I might get on the radio in the car because it's a long drive and then I'll be in position to watch everything after that. Uh, do we have to get all partisan and uh, are you going to USA, USA me and all that or do we not really care who wins? I, I'm not. I don't have interest right now in this Ryder Cup. Um, obviously, I will be rooting for USA, but... Um... If I, if I'm not, I'm gonna have to hear it from Tar uh, from Tarks Google from Boston Capper <laughs> from Boston Capper if uh, if I'm not rooting for uh, USA. But yeah, it, it should be a, a Fern uh, Ryder Cup there. You know, again, so much going on in sports with baseball, football, college football. Um, you know, golf. Uh, just so much going on. I can't even think of it right now. But exciting times you know we're, we're about a week a week removed now from the mlb season ending so we'll still be grinding out these podcasts keeping an eye on everything and um malcolm is going to be off the grid in the trees somewhere climbing up trees and and things like that so i will be keeping my eye on these scores for sure not sure if you're going to have any connection or, or service or internet out there in the wilderness Oh, yeah, I will have. Whether you get any sense out of me is another thing because I've planned <laughs> on uh, nothing but mischief. I told, well, you mentioned the Boston Kappa. Um, I watched The King of Staten Island the other day and mm. Bill Burr is in that film and yeah. I just couldn't take it seriously because all I could see and hear was the Kappa. That's all I could see in here. <laughs> uh, obviously, like, I don't know that many Bostonians, but like, I think they're the only two accents I'm really familiar with and it, every time he opened his mouth it made me laugh a lot uh, so yeah that was entertaining uh, but yeah looking forward to the weekend um, yeah I've got no strong partisan leanings the, the Ryder Cup's great for a bit um, yeah. and it's great for a DFS so um, that'll be my angle uh, but I certainly shan't be heartbroken if they don't win one way or the other um, Newcastle are going to lose to Watford on Saturday afternoon. So if anybody wants to uh, print some free money, uh, fill your boots on Watford. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> that, that'll cover everything you need. Um, yeah, and that's it. So, yeah, cheers for listening, everybody. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the golf and the NFL, uh, wherever else you're up to. Um, I will speak to you on Monday night. Yes, enough. I will be a broken man. You're going to have to do all the heavy lifting. Oh, no uh, if you get anything out of me, um, <laughs> it'll be an absolute miracle. But yeah, we will land these picks in the meantime. So I can just revel in the glory of those. Um, cheers for listening, everybody. Uh, rate and review in all the usual places. Get those uh, get those five-star reviews in um, on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, SGPN.com, uh, all the... Uh, all the fantasy stuff you need over there as well. Absolutely outstanding. Uh, the referee chart that we talked about, the DFS yeah. flow chart, uh, these are the things. This is the content that we're here for. Uh, so get involved with all of that. Enjoy your weekend, everyone. Thanks, Moonaf. And we'll yes, see sir. you down the road. Cheers. Cheers.